average people think like 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day and then 80% of those thoughts are repetitive and then 90% of those are negative? I don't no. like to know that. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to be a part of that. That's the worst information I could have ever received. You're like, thanks for ruining my life. Now I'm just going to be like, great. I probably already thought this. Great? Like, what is this? The a thousandth time? I'm just on a loop. That's how I'm operating. Un disco rayado. <laughs> Literally. I feel like I disagree. Why? Tell me. Well, because no. No. You feel like I read. First of all, I'm not my thoughts. Second of all, you can't control me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna produce. Yeah, cause you're woke. I'm gonna produce some new thoughts. Matter of fact, I'll just change the diction of the thought. There you go. I'm gonna change the the diction. Of the <laughs> I'm gonna change the way that I that I worded it. <laughs> I'm gonna word it differently and make it a new thought. Or maybe the same thing and maybe we're on a loop because I need to think about it because I'm stressed out. You see, you're like rewiring your brain. Well, I feel like everything is literally just fighting your old self, which is probably the hardest. I feel like it's like a constant war and I feel like yeah. some days it's really easy to just revert back, you know? No, yeah, Like yeah. some days it's like I... Because I feel like it takes a different level of energy to just like go into like that part where you're just mm-hmm. um actually trying to mm-hmm. be different and trying to um rewire your brain trying to like yeah and like, change the habits that you have and i feel like especially as i feel like right now is a prime time because I feel like as you get older, every habit that you establish now is literally just like, it's kind of like the blueprint of how yeah. how it's going to be later. And I feel like, I don't think it's impossible to change it later, later but I think you're less open to new ideas yeah. later in life. Yeah. And I think keeping yourself pretty open um, at a younger age just opens more possibilities there are some like older people who are super fucking woke woke and will allow themselves to be taught new things but that's not true for everyone yeah i think as you get older you just get more like yeah 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 i think so well i feel like especially old people just in general or not old people what i'm gonna say older people um in general tend to be more creatures of habit and they just kind of want to do the same thing yeah, I think and, so, too. I mean, you can't blame them. I mean, it just is what it is. Like, it's the same thing with, like, when you start drinking coffee now, you want to drink one every morning, you know? So yeah. I feel like a lot of the things... And even now, I feel like it's so hard to rewire your brain. Yeah, I think just because we're, like, creatures of habit and we always want to do what we're comfortable with. Yeah. And then, like, rewiring your brain, like, takes actual effort. And yeah. you have to be conscious while you're doing it. That And, and I it's think- uncomfy. I think it takes, like, a different level of awareness to um, be able to be, like, this is my ego right now. Yeah. This is my, my ego wants to be toxic. My ego wants to check someone's location. My ego needs validation. And then your, like, higher self is, I feel like your higher self is just always constantly, like, come here. And then you're, I feel like we just listen to our ego because our ego gives us like, um, what is it? 
oh my god, I can't think of the word. I feel like our ego gives us um, immediate, like, satisfaction. The gratification kind yeah. of? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I feel like immediate gratification that in, like, long-term, with long-term effects. Yeah. So, I feel like immediate gratification that create um, habits we're not proud of and in turn kind of keep us on a loop. It keeps us, like chained to needing to do something to get some sort of validation um or some sort of gratification to prove to ourselves that we're worthy or that we are enough or that we're doing the right thing yeah and i think your higher self um doesn't need that your higher self is is just fine with as long as it's making sense to you as long as it aligns with you and then i think when you're in the middle like when you start noticing both a lot of things feel wrong because they don't align with you and that matters to you. It matters yeah. when things don't align. It's like, yes, this feels good, but it just doesn't align with me and I really don't like that. Like, I really hate that. But I also feel shit because, you know, we're not perfect. We're yeah. humans. I'm not a superhuman. No one hears fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> no one and unfortunately, powers. so I feel like it's just hard. Yeah, I think so, too. I think... I don't know, it's like an inner battle with yourself all the time, where you're, like, fighting. Do I do what I'm used to or, like, what I'm comfortable with, or do I do what's, like, good for me? Yeah, I think... I've even heard, like, it's, like, kind of an addiction. Like, you're addicted to, like, your suffering, or you're addicted to, like, X, Y, and Z, and then you're, like, constantly, like, searching for things to validate that addiction. Whereas if you're, like, operating in your higher self, you're, like fighting that and going against everything that you thought I even think in some instances we're like addicted to just like stress like yeah we're addicted to fight or flight we're addicted to like chasing someone and i think we're addicted to chasing a feeling like we let ourselves grow accustomed to certain things and let them validate us and let them be like the end all and be all for us and so then when those things are not happening we're not getting those things i feel like we're like a two-year-old having a yeah, 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 yeah and it's like i need this to happen or i can't breathe i can't live i can't sleep i can't think therefore creating us to have like the sixty thousand repetitive negative thoughts yeah i feel yeah i think so too i agree with that i feel like that like fact is like perfect because it ties into like today's episode and with that being said, welcome to the Not Therapy Podcast. <laughs> this is our second episode, which unexpectedly is going to be about manifesting again. The first episode was... Manifesting for dummies. It was just like the overview. The overview. It was a dessert, the entree, whatever you want to call it. It was just like the sneak peek kind of. Then I would say it was an appetizer. Yeah, the appetizer. Not the dessert or the entree, no. Me saying it's everything? No, no, no. I think that one was literally, I feel like that was like tapas, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like mini food. It was just like, this is what it it would be like. 
if you did the work. Yeah. And I think for some people, it's, like, enough to get you interested. Like, if you want to do the work, like, let me itch your brain a little bit. And then for the people who are not willing to do the work, like, they're not interested, you know? It's yeah. Like, no. Um, but anyways, thank you for tuning back in for another episode. We're happy to have you here. So... Um, for this episode, we were going to do scary stories or, um, we had planned some episodes all about like love and relationships and different attachment styles and why you are the way you are in your relationship. But, um, I feel like this, uh, this like self-concept episode feels more fitting to what we just talked about about manifesting in the last episode since they go hand in hand, I feel. Not only that, but there were some people who did want to hear more Mm -hmm. about manifesting Um, and they did like the first episode and they wanted it to be longer. They wanted us to go more into detail. So this is exactly what this episode is going to be. We're going to touch on the stepping stool to start your, to become a master manifester. How do you get into that mindset where you're constantly in a place where you know, like, okay, like these are the thoughts that I'm having. These are the thoughts I should be having. And that's how I'm going to get there. So in this episode, we're just going to make it literally like for dummies again, just super digestible. Um, it is a, a it's like a hefty topic. topic yeah. yeah. It's a like a, a really hard, not hard, but you know what I mean? It's just there's a lot of information that goes into it. Yeah, and so because of that, it's just a little bit more serious, but given the topic and given the nature, it's just, I feel like it deserves what it's going to have, you know? So we did break it down into a couple sections, so um, if you want to, like, forward along to a different section, one of them is going to be, we're going to start off with, like, what self-concept is, um, how that shows up in your everyday life, and how it affects you. And then we're going to talk about how you can change, change your that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, change your self-concept. And how all of that's going to tie into your journey with manifesting and your spirituality journey. And just basically, even if you're not into manifesting, I feel like this is a great piece of information yeah. to just make you a well-rounded individual altogether. And if you just want to break out of the habit of having 60,000 negative thoughts a day, yeah. you know, if you want to be a more positive person, I think people who think that, like, you know how people, like, hate that, like, positive person that's like, oh, like, you're so annoying. Mm-hmm. But I think it's literally coming from a place of, like, you wish that you could find it in you to see the light in certain situations. And, of course, if you're not ready to hear it, you're not ready to hear it and you're going to fight me about it. But when you are, I'll be here. So <laughs> I will be here. With open arms. Yeah, so let's just get right into it. So what is self-concept? Self-concept is, I feel like the easiest way to just describe it is, like, literally what you think of yourself um the beliefs you have about yourself um the beliefs that you have about your attributes and I think it entails a lot like what other people perceive you to be Mm -hmm. and then um there's a psychologist named Carl Rogers he thinks that there's three components to your self-concept and the three components that he mentions are your real self your ideals your ideal self and then your self-esteem so then your real self is, like, the person that you are now. It's the way that you perceive 
the world. That's like basically kind of your inner thinking and the way that you interact with like everyone around you. And then there's like your ideal self. That's the version of yourself. Like you wish to be. Yeah, that's like the dream you like Like, like on paper this if i could choose my avatar it would be this yeah it's like the version of yourself where you're like when i do this or i do that and i get my money up or i do my self-care and i go to the gym and i do like whatever your fucking greatest deepest desires are like it's over for all you bitches like that is like your ideal self and then you have your self-esteem you have your self-esteem and then your self-esteem um is eventually like your feeling of worthiness and your value as a person and that affects your um ideal self and your real self because the wider there is a gap between um your real self and your ideal self it's because your self-esteem is low and you're like in a state of incongruency because then your um your ideal self is not in alignment with the experiences that you're having and i just wanted to add also for your ideal self like a way to tap into that is through like an alter ego for like instance um beyonce she has fucking sasha fierce mm-hmm. so she uses sasha fierce to help her for- perform better because she feels like she's shyer and that's not really her and then as she keeps being sasha fierce i feel like inevitably she takes on the characteristics that she does when she's performing and it just gets easier for her i did want to add too that like if you guys didn't know like your body doesn't know the difference like yeah your body doesn't know the difference when of a feeling that you're evoking based on a thought or based on an experience and dr joe Dispenza talks about that about how Mm -hmm. like you're when you read stuff when you're like learning stuff you're you're creating more material for your brain to imagine with so when you start like thinking in a certain way and evoking that feeling within you it's easier for you to just tap into that like i'm happy or i'm confident or bold or I'm, like, freaking outgoing, like, how she does. Yeah. Because your body doesn't know the difference. Your body doesn't know that you aren't already like that. It just is feeling that feeling, and it thinks it's based on an experience you already had. And not based on, like, a thought that you just... Like, it doesn't know it's intentional, basically. So I feel like that makes it a little bit easier. I think, at least when I think about it, it makes it easier for me to understand, like, okay, like, I... That's how I can tap tap into it. It's not really like I have to be so freaking delusional. It's more just like kind of like baking it till you make it, but not really because I feel like um, I think the flaw with that is like you're pretending for everyone else. But I feel like when when you're pretending here, it's more just like there's more to it. It's not just pretending outside. It's pretending internally and making sure that your body is aligning with the feeling and, and then you're being intentional with it as well i feel and then acting it out you know yeah um i wanted to talk okay so the one thing i did want to mention in this episode <laughs> we're gonna talk a lot about um the gym as an example that is not everyone's life like goal or trait that they wish to have is just an easy example so like and then you can, like, fill it with whatever it is for you. Like, yeah, so it's just... It's different for everyone. An example that I chose because it's fitting to my life, but... And I, I felt like yeah. it's really fitting, and I feel like it's such a trend right now. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like I see that everywhere, so it just... Or that might just be our feed on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> that might just be my feed. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, I feel like it's something we see everywhere, you know, on Instagram, on... Uh, it's... We, you can't avoid it, so I feel like 
I think even when summer approaches, like, everyone's talking about, like, yeah, your like, fitness oh, your and summer shit. Body. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like um, it's just an like, easy way, and you can just swap it with whatever you yeah. um, whatever want it to be. Whatever fits for you, yeah. So I also wanted to talk about the four agreements and um, how Don Miguel Ruiz talks about how our reality is just a dream. And so I feel like, you know, like how people always say, like, everything doesn't like nothing really matters you know yeah and it's a good thing like nothing really matters and that's not sad it's it's actually honestly the best thing that could ever happen to you mm-hmm. the fact that nothing matters because whenever you decide to wake up and realize okay this is a fucking dream this is the game like i'm like what freaking book is it that he talks about how we're all divided into like little freaking spectacles and we have our little piece of God within us and that's your third eye. And the whole point is to see how we all come back together. And is that in the mastery of love? I think it might be. But anyways. I think it is. In the four agreements he talks about how the dream of the planet is just a dream and it's not real. And I think it's really interesting because I think it took me a long time to realize that 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 was not a sad thing and that it, it's true that nothing really matters and in whatever way you want to think about it whatever thing you're stressing about now first of all it doesn't matter and you can argue your limitations or argue your blessings argue how it's gonna get better how this is only happening to test you how you know things yeah. have to turn around or people always say you know what comes down has to go back up like you know yeah. whatever way you want to look at it like you can argue for whatever way and just know that whatever you're arguing is going to be true. So if you're going to argue for yourself that your dream is hell, then it is going to be hell. And then you're like in charge of the way that you perceive things. Like You assign how much that matters to you and how much importance that it has. Yeah, because you're the perceptor and the assigner of whatever is happening to you. So I feel like that's the beauty of the fact that nothing matters because everything that happens, you get to decide how delusional you want to be about it or how that's going to positively or negatively affect you. You could lose a car and think this is great because now I'm going to get a new car and it's going to be even better. And I would have never had the opportunity to do it if I didn't lose my car. So honestly, the universe is just watching out for me. It's having my back and it knows that like I wanted a new car anyway. So you could play that role or you could just play like the, Oh my God, like what am I going to do? Life always sucks for me. Like, I'm, you know, and the thing is, you don't have to worry about how you're going to get these things. You just have to trust. And I feel like the same way that people preach and and want to, like, get you to believe in God and all of these things. And people who are, like, religious, you are technically manifesting. Yeah. And you're blindly believing in something you're not seeing. And you're, like, people say all the time, like, Jesus is behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah, So why is it that in this instant you won't trust that it's going to work out for you? It's going to work out. Like, you lost your car? Great. I'm going to get a better one. There's room for a better one. Great. My driveway has space for a (laughs) car now. Because, dude, I wanted a new one, but I didn't have space. What was I going to do with that one? Yeah, when one door closes, another one opens. Freaking three open. And it's always better than what you imagined it to be. So... These are all, like, 
I, I think these are all the reasons why when you start to realize that everything is not real and it's all based on a lie. And I say based on a lie because a lot of your self-concept comes from opinions and beliefs that other people have instilled upon you as a child. And usually we carry those as we grow up and we have anxiety or we are instilled with fear because of things that were said to us and Mm -hmm. we were made to feel small in certain ways and that way it kind of manifests when you grow up and you're an adult now and yeah or even like what society has like imposed on you or like decided like as a whole is like acceptable or isn't like even like your religion like things that like have have importance to you like all of those affect like the way that you like um perceive stuff or like choose like what you choose to believe so mastering your self-concept i feel like is going against everything that you've Mm -hmm. ever known and going against like basically starting blank so it's everything that you believe and everything that you how you perceive things they're like agreements you have made um because nothing is real so everything that you believe everything like about you your personality it's all just kind of like a mixture of everything everyone's told you it's and it's an agreement that you're fulfilling as your life takes its course you're fulfilling it in a way where it's just kind of like that's where the standard's set and you live your everyday life trying to fulfill that standard whether that is that you were meant to be successful so then you like there are kids who just grew up and they're like, I have to get into the school. I have to, I have to, I have to. Then they get into the school and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing with life. I never wanted this. This is not for me, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And there are people who grew up in Hispanic households who felt the pressure of like, it has to be me. I'm the one that has to like, you know, and then and then hearing your parents say like, you're not going to do it, like you're not whatever. And then whatever side you choose to to play then that I feel like later manifest your life and your deep-rooted insecurities um of like maybe I'm not good enough like maybe I can't do it I'm not gonna do it like I can't do it I can't carry the weight of being the first like the first generation yeah. to graduate or to like bring us out of like the hood yeah I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry but I had to but I feel like it's That can, believe it or not, even though you, like, grow up with so much pressure, I feel like that is still a major reason why a lot of people don't make it. Because I feel like whatever you believe, that's that's what is. And if you have that deep-rooted insecurity of, like, I can't do it, I'm not smart enough, I don't have enough money, I don't have the resources, it's because you guys don't understand, like, it's just so hard for me, you're arguing that it's always gonna be hard for you so what is the universe gonna do the universe is i feel like i don't think the universe is like and it's not unfair but it's not it's not unfair to you but it's not listening to you in a way of like oh but the like i don't know how to explain this um without sounding fucked up but it's not gonna listen to you and think oh like poor her like she's just had it rough no like it's just energy so it's i'm vibrating at a frequency where i don't feel worthy enough i'm 
arguing and crying and and feeling so sad and depressed and your energy is all of those feelings are low vibrational feelings so you can only attract things that are at that vibration so the universe is constantly hearing that and and being like okay it's hard okay it's hard yeah it's just agreeing it's in a it's in alignment with you whatever you believe to be true is it's true yeah i think so too i think the universe that doesn't send you like what you need or what you want it just sends you what you are yeah and i feel like if we're going off with like the assumption that the universe um like if life is a reflect of every that everything around you is a reflection of yourself then inevitably you attract what you are and the universe sends you who you are and if you identify with like for like that when you're like um if you're insecure you feel like you don't get good opportunities or you feel like the victim like the universe is gonna send things that reflect that back to you and that are yeah like they're a reflection of that i feel i do think that at some point like with your spiritual journey and your like um going up this like spiritual ladder I think there is a point where the universe sends you exactly what you need, but that's when you're in alignment with the universe, you're in alignment with yourself, and you're open to receiving the blessings that the universe has for you, and I think that you are still challenged, but you're just challenged in different ways, where the universe isn't like sending you anymore when you become aware the universe doesn't always send you what you are it sometimes sends you a mirror like of the things you need to like how to explain it like when you meet certain people and there are certain opportunities that are great for you but they challenge you in ways of kind of like I guess essentially still a mirror of you, but it's it's kind of in a way where you know what's happening and it's like um, a wake up, like you need to change this and you need to mm-hmm. change it fast because we're moving. We're moving and mm-hmm. we're moving fast and we're moving with or without you. You need to like hurry it up. And I feel like you kind of feel that like pressure of like, okay, like I need to like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I need to hurry up. Like yeah. this is... Um, and then I feel like you're also aware when you're being tested to, to go to the next level. Like, okay, this is the universe. I feel like the universe is constantly like, not, I don't think it sends you signs, but I think it's constantly speaking to you and showing up and, and like showing you what needs to be done for you to, you know, or if you're in alignment, I think it's always sending you affirmations, like constantly to reaffirm you like this is exactly where you're supposed to be you're exactly at the right place and may I just add if you were not qualified you would not have the opportunity to be wherever you are so um one thing I wanted to add about the four agreements is a quote that um Don Miguel Ruiz says that in the last episode we talked about how spelling Mm -hmm. words are we call it spelling because you're casting spells right um and he says all the magic you possess is in your word your word is pure magic and to misuse your word is black magic i don't know why that's just like a freaking freaky quote to me um i feel like it's so real like when you think about it like it's so dead ass it is and it's freaking like terrifying to me 
I think it's like when they say, um, what's it called? Like when you're a positive person and you're thinking positive things, like you act in that way and you're you show kindness to people and you're positive and you in turn like affect other people because you're spreading like your energy to them and then you're if you're like light. yeah you're like being a light and if you're speaking like black magic onto people you're like negative like you always look at the fucking bad side of stuff like you're complaining like you're just and then like you like project that onto people like when you, someone walks into a room and they're in a fucking like bad mood like you can feel that yeah. and i feel like that just like it just affirms that yeah, I think it's just creepy, scary, but this is exactly why you need to be so impeccable with your word and you need to, um, especially when you start like your manifesting journey, be careful with what you say and how you speak about yourself. Um, I think mainly, I think it's really hard altogether to change, you know? So I think like for for starters, just start with not speaking negatively about yourself like not when we do things we constantly oh like I'm so stupid or yeah, oh yeah, like, yeah. I always do this like oh like I just always fuck up you know yeah. but like instead of that like or if you're late to work or if you're late somewhere then okay this is this is so that I can I can fix that and I can be yeah. early. I can, you know, and I feel like that's not even a trait about yourself that you would like to keep. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I think that it's just um, sometimes negative things can happen, but there are opportunities for you to do better and you can just take it as that. Yeah. Oh, I dropped my coffee. I didn't even need caffeine yeah. today. I, you know, I shouldn't even be drinking coffee all the time. I drink coffee every day. I should stop drinking coffee all the freaking time. It would save me money anyways. So I'm just going to stop drinking coffee all the time. It's fine. <laughs> this is just the universe trying to tell me it's fine. You're and just practicing. Yeah. And if you're, if you've watched, um, I think in the secret, they talk about how when you're in a rush and you're thinking, I'm in a rush, I'm in a rush, I'm in a rush. And then you get all the red lights and it's just because the universe is not thinking, oh, she's in a rush. Like, let's get her there fast. No, your your energy is panic. Your energy is frustration. Your so your energy is just like the universe is just energies going yeah. around. So now that we touched on all that, we're just gonna talk a little bit on how self concept plays a role in our day to day life. Our self concept is in motion every second of every day but there are specific instances where I feel like it just negatively affects you and I feel like they're easier to highlight yeah I think so too I think um for instance like if you believe yourself to be like a person who can communicate and that's something that you identify with inevitably like when it comes to situations where you need to communicate you like start inhibiting those behaviors and you're like in your head about it and you're like I can't communicate so then you start acting that way because that's the way that you align with like that aspect and then if you feel like you're a lazy person like inevitably it'll play into like everything that you do you're like oh well I'm lazy so I kind of don't want to go to the gym today like I kind of don't want to read today like I kind of don't want to do the things that I have to do um I think I'm just gonna get home and I'm gonna lay down because that's something that you identify with versus like for instance thinking like that you're a good friend or like someone that can communicate when you're like placed in a situation where you're supposed to communicate you have an open mind 
about communication and a positive like way of thinking about it therefore it's easier for you to inhibit like behaviors of someone who can communicate because you have like a positive relationship with it not only that but i think that when you are when you are thinking of yourself as someone who can communicate you stop thinking with your ego and you start thinking with your higher self in terms Mm -hmm. of you no longer are listening to someone to prove your point like when's my turn to prove mine you're listening to someone with intent and you understand that when you're not responsible for the for the things you say i mean you are responsible for (laughs) you're responsible for the way that people take the things you say you're just responsible for the things you say and that's why it's so important that you don't use your word um in a negative way you know you you have so much power with your word and knowing that and being aware of that and being um intentional with the words you speak and being intentional with everyone and knowing that in any conversation you're having with someone um they don't need to understand you yeah and that that's okay yeah i think so too i even think like um in terms of how like your self-concept affects you i think just think of the thoughts that you already have now like the things that you feel like that you align with or you identify with and are characteristics of yourself and just like think of how how you are acting that aligns with those behaviors and I think it just affects you in like every area of your life like if you feel unworthy like you're not open to receiving stuff or you feel like people treat you like poorly because that's something that you identify with and that's part of your self-concept yeah I think when people treat you in a negative way and your self-concept is like really low and and it's negative and it's not um at all someone who thinks highly of themselves then when someone talks to you in a certain way that reaffirms to you yeah like that that you are like unworthy or like you're not worthy you walk into a room and you're just like it's because I look ugly. It's because yeah. this and that. I There's one example I did want to mention um, that I feel like um, plays into how your self-concept mm-hmm. affects you is specifically like a gym one. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> when you're, for example, say that you want to go to the gym and you're like, I want to do like a 360. Like I want to change my life. I want to be healthier. I want to do all these things. But your self-concept is of someone who is lazy someone who is not committed someone who is probably not gonna pull through with whatever they commit themselves to um but you have the motivation to start the change right so Mm -hmm. then you start it um and then there's no there's no movement because there's no discipline so I feel like motivation can only take you like so far yeah so it can it's not gonna take you to point b it's yeah. just gonna take you to like half a point a and um i think that then when it's time to like show up in the ways that you want to it's hard because you you don't see yourself that way and you don't you i feel like that is you not seeing yourself that way i understand because it's like okay i'm not there and a lot of us think like okay i need to be that we need to be certain things in order to act certain ways. Yeah. But you you don't. And by doing that, you're just creating such a gap between who you are and where you want to be. And that is why, again, I feel like it's just 
so freaking important to just be so impeccable with your word and the way that you speak about yourself. Um, I feel like I just want to read a little part of the book because I feel like it just rec- rectifies. Is that the word? Reaffirms. Yeah, yeah it just- reaffirms. What? It just further proves. I'm saying. <laughs> but. Oh my god. Okay. You may believe you are stupid and you may have believed this for as long as you can. Remember, this agreement can be very tricky, causing you to do a lot of things just to ensure that you are stupid. You may do something and think to yourself, I wish I were smart, but I must be stupid or I wouldn't have done that. The mind goes in hundreds of different directions and we could spend days getting hooked by just that one belief in our own stupidity. Then one day, someone hooks your attention by using the word, lets you know that you are not stupid. You believe what that person says and make a new agreement. As a result, you no longer feel or act stupid. A whole spell is broken just by the power of a word. Conversely, if you believe you are stupid and someone hooks your attention and says, yes, you really are the most stupid person I have ever met, this agreement will be reinforced and become even stronger. So freaking crazy, bitch. I told you. (laughs) I freaking told you. Be fucking impeccable with your word. and Know that it has so much power. Know that everything you're saying, every thought you're having is constantly manifesting. You're constantly in motion. And... And also just pay attention to the things that you identify with. And, like, where are they coming from? Like, what thoughts are triggering you to identify with that? But also, like, why do you want to yeah. identify yeah. with these yeah. things, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Yeah, like, what why, are you doing? Why do you want to identify with these things? Why are you letting this define some aspect of you? I feel like maybe it seems like we went in a lot of different circles. But I feel like all of these things were really important. And I hope that something, like, set in with you um, about how bad it is to have a poor (laughs) self-concept um but now we're just gonna go into what i like to call instead of doing that do Do this this. okay so now that we know what self-concept is how it's manifesting in our everyday lives how horrible it is and what you should not engage in this bad behavior (laughs) um i think that the way that i would say that you should change your self-concept and the easiest way to do it is by writing a list of traits that you wish you had the ideal traits that your ideal version has um the successful version of you has what kind of not only like what kind of car they drive what kind of um music they listen to i think think about how how do they talk about themselves what kind of thoughts would they have if I had all the things that I want if I was living the life of my dreams how would I think about myself how would I describe myself would I be nice to myself would I be mean would I constantly be in a rush or would I be on time does the ideal version of me wake up early do they wake up late what time do they wake up not that any of the answers would be wrong, but just, like, what 
what ideal traits would you wish to have? I feel like writing them down and then writing them down just simple. Like, I wish I whatever. I wish Mm -hmm. I blah, blah, blah. And then I think writing them down again, but just like, I blank, blank. I... I love that I always wake up early. I love my brand new car. I love this brand new job that I just got. I love that my hair so long. I love that I am always so consistent. I love that everything that I set my mind to, I accomplish. I love that I have so many friends. I love that I'm so impeccable with my word. I love that I am always intentional about everything that I do. Um, And then I think every day making a constant effort of doing those things I think in the beginning it's really hard so I think what I would say is just like trying for the first two or three days to monitor your thoughts monitor your thoughts throughout the day if you're thinking negatively and try to um swap it with some with like a positive thought and I even think about like how you're like writing stuff down and talking about it as if you already have it I think that just ties back into how like you're like, your mind doesn't know what's real and what's fake. So if you're talking about stuff like you already have them, it produces, like, the feeling of you already having it because it gets you, like, excited. And then when you produce, like, those feelings, inevitably you produce those actions as well and, like, that way of thinking. I love that you said that because this brings me to my next <laughs> point. This is what Dr. Joe Dispenza calls a process of unlearning and relearning, reinventing the new self. Sorry reconditioning (laughs) our body to a new mind and emotion in his study he found that if you're like i have said before if you're Mm -hmm. reading a book or you're trying to change your life whatever it is you're trying to learn or trying to master you're doing two things at once you're not only learning something but you're adding connections in your brain which bitch come on who doesn't want to be smart (laughs) literally dude but how i said how it gives you more material to imagine Mm -hmm. with mentally rehearsing installs neurological hardware in your brain to make it look like it already happened i think that's so crazy so our brain is supposed to be like a record of the past but the moment that you're doing all these things and you're installing the neurological hardware it becomes a map to the future and as you keep doing that the hardware becomes a software program that then allows you to start thinking like a genius or like acting happy because there's supposed to be like no mystery anymore yeah. of how that's supposed to feel. And because you've quote unquote installed the circuits and then you can begin to feel the emotions ahead of time and your body doesn't know the difference. And I think it's, so freaking crazy because I I'm sorry like I just I think it's crazy to me that he like took these people that were taking this course and like did this test on Mm -hmm. them to see if there was a difference in their brain when they started doing the work and the fact that he spent the money to do that and then yeah. to see that there was changes because there was people who had like I think there was people who were like they had cancer and they like didn't have it anymore yeah, and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that and he was like if these people are like changing 
So I think initially he had written a book and it was all just about like how to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. And then when he saw that that was possible and people were like, he was getting a lot of feedback. He went, that's when he went back to school to study neuroscience yeah. and he was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like he also knew because, um, um, what's it called? He had like a, he was like a person who rides bikes and stuff, like a cyclist. And he got hit by a car. And then when he got hit by the car, he went to the hospital. And they told him that he wasn't going to be able to walk anymore because his spine was, like, fucked up. And then he was like, no, you know, like, no, like, the mind is a powerful thing. And he went home. And then he said, like, he sat for hours, like, just in his head, envisioning, like, him reconstructing his spine. Like, that's, like, how powerful the fucking mind is. Like, he was just envisioning himself over the course, I think it was of, like, six weeks, just him reconstructing his own spine, and then, like, it worked. Like, he, like, healed his own body, like, through his, like, way of thinking. Who did this? Joe Dispenza. That is fucking Yeah, and then that's when he was, like, okay, like, now I'm gonna dedicate, like, my, like, self to, like, practicing, like, the neuroscience and stuff. Okay, this is what I think is crazy, and it's just, like, been running in my mind ever since I was, like, just hearing all the, like, him, like, speaking Mm -hmm. and shit. It was just that I was, like, this isn't even, like, a question anymore. So before, like, I thought manifestation was, like, you could believe it or you could not believe it. Like, it's... And, I mean, you could still. (laughs) But I feel like this one, it just seems... Like, factual. Everything just seems factual. Not even it seems like he has all the facts and there's a reason why he's doing what he's doing. And And he's even, like, taking a scientific approach. Like, you can't fight that. There's, like, studies. And And how is he walking again? What what you said, he had said that that when you lose yourself in the present moment by meditating and rehearsing and imagining what you're feeling and you're feeling it so intensely and then you start to lose track of time which i'm sure that's what he did in space and he was like you even forget who you are because you're so deep into it that's that's when you're able to access all the possible possibilities that's like literally like you like the golden egg in a fucking video game like that's like you you've unlocked (laughs) it bitch yeah like you have unlocked it and i feel like once you do that like it's just fucking no one can stop you. Yeah, no like, you're fucking limitless now. <laughs> but I feel like that's just, like, way ahead into it. But I feel like for this episode, since it's just self-concept, what you needed to know was just that your self-concept is the way that you view yourself and the agreements you have set with yourself about how you're going to behave or what you're going to do um, and your personality Mm-hmm. and that I forgot to say another way to change your um, self-concept oh and ways to change it yeah. sorry <laughs> um, and as I'm adding that another way to change your self-concept that I feel like is really important and crucial in the beginning is I feel like it's just like a, a freaking like the way that I see this one to me it's like taking a supplement it's yeah. like you don't need it, but it fucking helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, guided meditations in the morning, like a fifteen minute mm-hmm. guided meditation, but fucking especially like at night, like yeah. listening to affirmations at night is just fucking like a chef, chef's fucking kiss, bitch. 
because it's literally rewiring your brain as you sleep like and that's the hardest like rewiring your brain to stop thinking negatively there is literally like for free like on youtube that goes on a loop for eight hours of just positive affirmations or high like high sounding frequencies frequencies to help you elevate those Celebrate your emotions yeah. and to evoke those feelings within you. And when you're doing the meditation in the morning, they have that too. And it's just, it it walks you through how to, like, what to do, yeah. what you're imagining. Yeah, like step by step. Um, how to, like, just, I always imagine, like, I'm erasing myself. Like, you know yeah, how yeah, every yeah, time yeah, we meditate, yeah. I tell you, I'm like, we're erasing ourselves. Like, from my toes, like, just erase, erase, erase. And, like, wherever you are, like, becoming whatever you're sitting on. And, like... If I'm laying on the bed, like, I'm the bed now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's hard. I yeah, like no, no, no. The hardest thing about manifesting is to, I mean, manifesting. Meditation to me is, like, um, having no thoughts. That's what I'm like, yeah. no thoughts, no thoughts. Mm-hmm. But trying it just, I feel like it helps. It sets the intention for the day. It sets the mood for the day. And I think it's really helpful. I think even going back to, like, the affirmations and thing stuff, I feel like affirmations. I feel like I really like affirmations and I think even going back to like listening to affirmations when you're sleeping I think it's important to like reiterate how we said like that your subconscious mind like doesn't know what's real and what's fake Mm -hmm. so if you're like telling if you're hearing these affirmations while you sleep it's entering your subconscious versus doing it like when you're awake which it still works but the like the difficulty in that a little bit is that it's with your conscious mind and your conscious mind has like the ability to reject that exactly because it's challenging everything that you already believe whereas if you just listen to it while you're sleeping it goes into your subconscious and you're sleeping anyway so like you're knocking off two birds with one stone and there's also even like this app where you can record your own affirmations and play them while you sleep in like a loop and it's called parrot and what I like about that is that you can, like, customize your affirmations. Like, if there's certain things that you want to work on, like, for instance, your self-concept, like, you want to attract, like, new things. Like, yeah. if you have, like, specific affirmations that you really love and you feel that are truly aligned with you, you can literally customize them and play them on a loop while you sleep. And then it's you saying it to yourself. Like, your brain, like, knows you. And, like, it's yeah. easier for to believe it because it's coming Register. from yourself. Yeah. I think... Um, I think in the beginning when you're just, um, I feel like to take it just like, I feel like baby steps and step by step. Um, and honestly, we probably should have started with this episode because I feel like this is where it really, like once you master your self-concept, which is always a work in progress, but once you understand, um, what you want to like view yourself as and like how you want to view yourself and how you want to portray yourself, you're going to see that everyone's going to treat you the way that you view yourself. If you view yourself as like you're a fucking boss, like you get your shit done, like you're so time efficient, you're like you, someone gives you an hour, you did like everything you needed to do, you're punctual, like all these great things. People are just going to view you that way because that's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I I think I was going to say like, also that's kind of like a standard that you have set for yourself. Like you already expect all of these things and it just goes back to the, like the idea that you treat people how to treat you. And if you don't accept like their shitty behavior because you don't even do that yourself, like they can't do that to you. And when people, when people do, because they will still treat you shitty you don't like take offense to it or feel any type of way because you, you because you already know all these things you're like 
that has so much, much to do with you mm-hmm. and nothing to do with you, dude. I'm so sorry. Like, that has so, like, nada que ver conmigo, yeah. dude. Like, I don't know why you're going, like, all sideways. Like, I mean, sorry, because it's like a coffee in the morning. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with me. And I feel like you're able to just brush it off and, like, laugh about it or just, like, not even care because yeah. it's, like, you're weird. <laughs> you're so But, weird. like, think about how much energy it takes to project, like, mean energy to anyone like dude dude yeah it's not fun dude it's and just... also energy is like it's not like you just have a bunch of it and there's just like no that's what you which we'll talk about later but <laughs> you need to be very um particular yes with where you're placing your energy because energy is transactional so wherever you're putting your energy and you're getting your energy back you know, you might not be getting your beautiful golden energy. And that's why you should also be careful who you have sex with. Yeah. Uh, because you are transmitting energy, okay, as long with fluids. But yeah. you are, more importantly, I think what scares me more is the transaction of energy with someone that does not align with the person you are whatsoever i don't care if you're like not soulmates or whatever and you're doing this for fun i don't care what i'm saying is that you are sometimes transmitting energy Mm -hmm. changing energy exchanging energy that's the word i'm looking for with a person that you would not like to be like and sometimes you end up feeling how that person feels and you're wondering why that energy is so wonky and now you have to go call back your energy and do all these fucking crazy Mm -hmm. things so be fucking careful. Yeah. Anyways. And I think even sometimes people, I feel like they don't believe like that you exchange energies with people. But if you literally exchange energies with people when you're like hanging out and they're like on a bad vibe, like you literally catch that and you like leave and you feel like shit. There's no way that you're not exchanging energies when you're having sex with someone. Literally, to my point. Oh my God, <laughs> I swear. This just like gets me so I, I could, I feel like I could just keep talking about this forever. Mm-hmm. But like that's why when you hang out with certain people you're like super freaking drained because yes. they're energy vampires and you're like oh my god like i i cannot hang out with you like i'm so tired and and sometimes you know like with certain people the energy is is not transactional you were just giving mm-hmm. energy and therefore you need to be like re- recharged yeah, you need to recharge in order yourself. to do that and that's why it's also important to recharge your own energy in good ways but that's for later episodes for now let's work on our self-concept affirm yourself what i was going to say was to affirm yourself um instead of like going like super into it with like manifesting things just affirm yourself with the treats you wish you had and affirm yourself with that i am like Mm -hmm. i am so amazing i'm so, so successful smart, yeah. i'm so smart i'm so I am worthy. amazing i'm valuable i'm worthy because i love myself i'm valued because i value myself I, I accept myself i love myself i appreciate myself and you can literally go on tiktok dude yeah. you're on tiktok anyway you can go on tiktok tiktok and search up um self-concept affirmations and that's gonna help you you can write also a list of like why you feel um the way that you feel about yourself like negatively yeah like challenge your negative 
yes, thinking and your limiting beliefs and question where they came from and if they're even your own and who gave them to you and why are you believing them exactly. and then change it exactly so um anyways Bessie, we're passing the one hour mark <laughs> i hope it's not too much but I think that's a wrap. Yeah, I think that is a wrap. I think I just want to say, just when you're, like, working on your self-concept and you've, like, reached it, like, there will always be feelings of worthiness in that. And when you're manifesting, if you already feel worthy within yourself, like, when you start manifesting things, like, you're going to feel worthy of receiving them, so it's going to come to you. It's going to be so much easier. Yeah. So, yeah, this is self-concept. 101. Self-concept for dummies. Yeah, self-concept for dummies. I hope you guys enjoyed. Bye, Toodles. besties.